Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey parents, thanks for joining us. This month we're going to teach you about something Suzanne and I absolutely love to talk about. Siblings as best friends. When we introduce this concept to parents, especially ones that are down the road a little in their parenting, often we get very puzzled looks because their kids are anything but best friends. They are ignoring each other or yelling at each other or hitting each other. Certainly not best friends. And same for us. We've had our share of sibling conflict. But we were taught early in our parenting this concept of our children being best friends. And we have fought for it for almost three decades in our family. And guess what? It worked. We've had some tough issues, but today every one of our seven children like each other, love each other, and invest in each other. And it really is crazy cool. We are grateful for the people that inspired us, and we want to inspire you. Today, Suzanne's going to start us off by visiting with Molly, our oldest daughter, to get the perspective of the oldest kid in our journey for best friends for all of our siblings. Okay, so we are talking about siblings as best friends, and it's for sure one of my favorite topics. Um, And I think the idea started back when I was a little girl and I was playing with my sister and my sister and I would fight over whatever it is. She wouldn't share. I wouldn't get along or whatever. My mom would say, you guys need to get along and y'all need to play together nicely because I didn't have a brother or sister. And so she kind of planted that seed of gratefulness that I get to have a sister in there. And then fast forward, I don't know however many years, get married, you know, whatever, all that happens. And Don and I are at a conference and at the conference, the same thing happens. They say that your children should um, get along with each other. There shouldn't be fighting. There shouldn't be sibling animosity. And so from from that, we kind of um, coined the terms siblings can and should be best friends. And so we started brainwashing Molly (laughs) way before she was even a sibling, I think, and so um, before our before Don and I were even married, Molly and I, right? We yeah, we yeah, got, started it all. Yeah, we started Crazy Cool Family, just the two <laughs> You're of <welcome>. us. <laughs> and so we added Don to the mix, and got a then, daddy. Yeah, and so I think Molly was one when I met Don, two when we got married. Um, I actually ended up having a miscarriage, and so she was four by the time Madeline joined our family. And so Molly's just going to talk to us today about the perspective of being the the oldest of, of many and then just that role and what that looks like. And so, Molly, do you remember at all us bringing Madeline home from the hospital or anything about that? I don't remember her coming home from the hospital, but one of one memory I do have of her... <laughs> And it's kind of indicative of my probably older sister thoughts, but we had this house that had two adjoining like dining living rooms and we bought it and there was nothing in the rooms. They were huge <laughs> and massive and there was nothing in there. And Madeline was sitting we were up. house poor. That's what that's called. <laughs> we were, Madeline was sitting up, but she was also a very 
mm, chunky child. <laughs> cute, so cute, but very chunky. Think Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Only little girl form. Yeah. And so Bald. she was sitting up. So she was either old enough to sit up or she was just so large that she was able to sit up on herself. And I remember clearly she was sitting in the middle of that room and dad was in there playing with us and he had left and said, Molly, keep an eye on Madeline or watch Madeline. I'll be right back. And I was four and a half when she was born. So if she was sitting up, I was probably not even five yet. And dad said, keep an eye on Madeline. I'll be right back. And <laughs> so you had no idea yeah. what keep an eye on me. It's like, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> and I just remember sitting there looking at her and then she just fell over. Like <laughs> I can clearly remember I had her slowly leaning, leaning, leaning. And she got that look that babies get with their eyes get really big. And they're like, what's, what's happening? What's happening? I can't control it. And she just fell over and she starts crying. And dad walks in and said, Molly, what happened to Madeline? You were supposed to watch her. And I was like, she fell over. Over. Like, she couldn't sit up for herself, so obviously there was the circ- um, the problem is she fell over. Or this, uh, yeah. So, anyways, all to say is that's kind of my and one so memory that was your is taste of how this being a big sister is hard. Like yeah. I'm not strong enough to pick her up. Yeah, and I'm responsible for myself and her. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah, and even if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, Dad's gonna come in and say, "Molly, what happened?" Um, even if she caused it herself. So, yeah, that's kind of one of the memories I have of Madeline. So another memory I remember having is once Macy was born and Macy was a tiny little baby and Target had just opened up. And so Molly, Macy and I go to Target and I remember Macy is screaming her head off and I need to pay. And so I hand this (laughs) tiny, tiny newborn. I'm like five and a half. (laughs) To little girl Molly and um, everybody in the store is looking around and Molly's just patting her. You're okay, baby. You're okay. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember Macy a little bit more just I guess because I was older but um, Madeline was obsessed with Macy oh yeah call it her baby baby I want to touch her I want to hold her and I just remember thinking to Madeline why like (laughs) Macy doesn't do anything why do you want to be around her she cries she's annoying Um, and even thinking to Madeline like oh you have no idea what you're going to be responsible for when Macy gets bigger (laughs) that's good that's good And then the story I remember of Mackenzie is um, after I had Mackenzie, baby number four, I I just remember me being depressed, like me thinking, what have I got myself into? (laughs) I have got four little people that I'm responsible for and, you know, all their hair and their teeth and their shoes and their matching outfits and and being overwhelmed. And I remember... going into Mackenzie's room to to nurse her and rock her to put her to sleep. And so that left you yeah. in charge yeah. of Madeline and Macy because dad at that time was working at the church. And so he was gone in the evenings mm-hmm. a lot. And so what did you do with them when I was behind I, closed I doors? Mean, I just, well, I do remember you saying, I'm going to go feed Mackenzie and thinking, oh, well, <laughs> no. no, mom's going to be gone for like an hour. <laughs> and I do sometimes remember you either mentioning it to dad or telling other people, yeah, I, I nurse for like 30 minutes and I'm thinking, but she's gone for an hour (laughs) what's she doing in that room I like just learned how to tell time um I mean we played a lot there was probably a lot of me telling them what to do a lot of me kind of wrestling them away from each other just because they're a lot closer in age um I remember me telling you will you go read them a story will you go read the girls a story story. will you fix the girls um some breakfast and cereal go with the the girls dress you can pick out their clothes oh yes yeah (laughs) please get the girls dressed lay out their clothes um and they they were pretty compliant I mean they they weren't bad children by any means. I think it was just the thought of being responsible for two other people other than myself was not all the time. It kind of felt like it was 
pretty cons- I mean, you nurse every two hours. So if every right. two hours you're gone for an hour, it's a lot of time in a day where I was responsible for other little people. Yeah. And so did, what did you think of that big sister role? Is would you, do you think you would have thrived as an only <laughs> child? <laughs> I might've thrived, but not been the person that I am. So then that wouldn't really be thriving. Um, I'm a firm believer that siblings are, you know, one of the number one or biggest ways that iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. like just like a marriage is sanctifying and having a child is sanctifying and being in community is sanctifying. You, being a sibling is sanctifying as well. And I obviously didn't learn that until I was a little bit older. Um, but just as a parent, as you view those relationships, when you're talking to your kids and encouraging them, maybe look at it from that point of view. If you didn't come from a home where you had great relationship with your siblings or they're just kind of non-existent or you are an only child, um, the sibling relationship is not it's not any different than any other one. You get the opportunity to be more like Jesus in that relationship. But all that to say is early on, I I think the way I thought about being a big sister was just, it is what it is. Clearly, yeah. I can't get away from it. Um, I did. I do remember asking dad, can I have an older brother? And dad <laughs> saying, well, that's not physically possible. And I think I even was like, well, can we just adopt one? Right, right. And y'all were thinking, no, no, that's not really what we're called to do right now. And I think that's from because my best friends had an older brother and yeah. he was awesome and he kind of adopted me as his own. But I kind of just saw that oh, it's so nice that he's responsible. It's so nice that when I'm with their family, he takes takes on all the responsibility and he looks out for us and protects us. And I felt that when I was around my siblings. Um, but yeah, I just, I think I kind of just thought it is what it is. I'm the oldest sibling. And you guys, for better or for worse, I don't think I would change it because I think it it gave me part of my identity, but you would always empower me. Molly, you're the oldest. They're looking up to you. Molly, you create what we're going to do today. Okay. Molly, you know, you're the big sister. They're, they're always going to do what you're going to do. Oh, Molly, you're the big sister. They want to be just like you. And at the time, those things were all very annoying to me. (laughs) Right. Um, but it definitely gave me parts of the personality that I am today. And so that's good. I was about to ask, what were some of the perks? So you had the responsibility. What were some of the perks that you had of being the big sister? Well, I never got hand-me-down clothes. (laughs) I always got the new clothes. There's a theme. If you can't tell, I really love clothes. Um, Yeah. So, and I mean, you guys, I always had my own room. I never shared a room growing up or even a bath. Oh, I had a shared bathroom for a tiny bit, but people were shocked by that when I tell them I had seven or six siblings. Um, and I mean, but I feel like you earned it. I mean, I I was also older demand it, but you, yeah, you were set apart enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been a little bit weird if I was in ninth grade and Malin was like 10 and we shared a room. Um, but I mean, also with responsibility comes benefits too. And so mm-hmm. even though I might've been responsible a lot, I also got to go to friends' houses and stay out later maybe, or, um, spend more time with you guys on the front or the back end of the day because I just was older and I was the guinea pig, which that's oh, also yeah. bad or good. I got a lot of things that maybe they didn't get. And I also had to deal with a lot of things that they didn't have you, to deal yeah, with. You didn't get a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then just being the oldest now is super fun because I'm like, you know, you're the oldest. So you have more perspective. You have more wisdom as like I'm watching my siblings walk through graduating college or trying to decide where to go to college. I'm thinking, oh, I remember that. It's so yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in that season anymore. And so just being able to say I walked through that and let me help you walk through it. I, I enjoy that. Um, 
as you know, enjoy that part of being an older sibling too. So was there an ever time, was there ever a time that you didn't enjoy being a big sister? Yeah, I think um, when Maddox, when you guys told us you were pregnant with Maddox, (laughs) I (laughs) I think I was 12, 12, 13, but you told us you were pregnant around 4th of July. And you just got home from camp. I just got home from church camp. Like, you know, when you come home from church camp, you're high on life in Jesus and you're (laughs) vowed to be the best Christian you can be. And I... That what's so crazy about that story is I was in the van on the way home and I had my two best friends that were there that were girls and a couple of guys that I had grown up with and they were joking like, Molly, haha, what would you do if your mom had another baby? <laughs> and I said, that will not happen. And if it does, I'm moving in with this friend. I was like, I'm just going to go live at Hannah's house. And everyone laughed it off. Ha ha ha. And I, I think it really was 4th of July because I came home and you got, you said, Hey, you know, love you. So glad you're home. We're going to go to our friend's house and swim and watch fireworks. But um, if everyone can come to the living room, we have just something we want to tell you. And because I just did not think that was going to happen at all, I was like, there's no way mom's pregnant again. I I don't really know what I was thinking you were going to say. But then you said we're going to have a baby. And I cried. I instantly went into tears and said, don't even take my bag out of the car. I'm going to live with Hannah. And that's how I felt (laughs) about being a big sister at that time, because I was old enough to understand like what you were going through as a mom and having a baby. And then also I was old enough to, I think, separate the responsibility from how it affected my life. I was starting to be social. I was going to youth group. I was playing more sports and I was just thinking, oh my gosh, if I'm going to have to take care of five kids while mom's nursing, I can't, I can't, you know, be on the computer and hang out with my friends and play sports. Selfish, all selfish, but I just. But real reality. Right. Realistic. That's legit. Yeah. Because how old were you when I was? I mean, I think 12 12? or 13, 13, 7th or 8th grade. And and I just, I, yeah, I just did not want to have to deal with being responsible for all those little people. Yeah. And then just because you told that story, then let's just go ahead and tell the McCade story (laughs) just to wrap up that season. I also cried that time too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we were at family camp and that was just a really, we Mom and Dad took us to family camp, and we tried it. And so it's I know not exactly us. how old you were then. You were fifteen. Yes, I was fifteen, and definitely selfish. Those selfish years. I was about to be a junior because I was younger for my yeah, grade, yeah. and um, we went to Colorado. And there's even a picture of the minute Mom said to all of us, "Hey, I have something to say," and the other four girls are like leaping with excitement, and I am literally rubbing my eyes with tears. <laughs> yeah, let's have to see if we can find that picture yes I just was like in shock like just kind of feeling the same way again um but mom and dad did a good job this time and redeemed it a little bit and just said we hear you we understand that as the oldest you have an immense amount more pressure and responsibility and so because I just said I have a job you know I I can drive I'm about to be able to drive I want to hang out with my friends and you might have been older maybe you're about to be 18 I I just we had a surprise birthday party for you yes yes I think I was about to be 17 anyways all to say is you had heard me by then and we're like we'll take some of the pressure off and they you did there was well and Madeline was ready to step in because she loved babies she had prayed for Maddox's existence and so it's her fault yes (laughs) my her prayers are stronger than mine I was like surely this cannot be that's good that's good okay so when did it flip? I mean, when did it, were you like, I'm glad the babies are here and I'm glad there's this many siblings? Well, I think it, I mean, when Cade was born, there's even pictures of me with Cade as I was definitely, I mean, 
old enough to understand that a life in a human being baby is incredible. I mean, and I would take McKay places and he was young enough to be my kid. Like people <laughs> actually thought he was mine. And then when Maddox and McCade were old enough to talk, my name, Molly, sounds very close to mommy. <laughs> so there was multiple times where I was at Target and they were saying, Molly, 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 and I'm 17 years old and they're looking at me and people are looking around. I'm like, no, we're going home to see mommy, daddy. <laughs> um, but I think just being old enough to understand what a, like a true honor it is to be the oldest sibling and that you know, Madeline might've prayed for Maddox's life and Macy and Kinsey might be closer in age. And Michael's the first big brother, but I'm the oldest, oldest, biggest sister. For sure. And I, you were there first. <laughs> yeah, I was there first. And, and I just, I just got the opportunity to like almost love them as much or as the same way that you guys did because we were all adults. Like right. at that time I was an adult for sure. And so sure. I could get on the ground and play with them and love them that way and wrestle them. But I also could be like a, such a comforting role in their life and give them advice. And I think that's when I realized, okay, well, 15 years from now, when I'm looking at McCade and I'm that many, I'm 17 and a half years older than him, the, the age span is ridiculous. Like people laugh at me when I tell them. Because <laughs> he could have been Yes, when I'm like, I'm 29, my baby brother's 13. They're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but what a cool opportunity that as 30 years old, I'm getting to talk to him about what it looks like to walk in middle school, you know, yeah. and like, and he listens to me because I helped raise him actually as an adult, not just as like a big sister. And so, and then I think during Maddox and McCade is also when my faith really truly became my own. Like mm. I definitely knew Jesus before that and chose him, but I specifically remember in middle school, which is Maddox is when I just chose to like memorize scripture and really engage in that and be involved. And so God can't not change your heart when yeah. you're choosing to pursue him in that area. And so God just kind of unlocked a lot of bitterness that I had and even just selfishness about what it looked like to be the oldest and be a part of a big family and transform that into what an honor it is and how grateful I was and that they're amazing kids. Like they That's could good. be awful little children and they're not. They're, <laughs> we would not have allowed that. <laughs> <laughs> they're to die for cute little people that just want me to love them, you know, right. like they That's just good. want me to love them. And so my, oh gosh, my, I just hit the table if you didn't hear that, but my <laughs> perspective changed because God changed it in me. And then from, from that flowed the opportunities I got and the saw differently, I think too. Um, and I was just older, I think more yeah. mature. And so I think that Molly um, did an incredible job in that role of big sister. I mean, I remember one time us, her babysitting, which is the second she got old enough, Don and I bolted out <laughs> to dinner every chance we got. And so one time we brought home like a root beer float to thank her for it. And she had had it terrible time with Macy because <laughs> she's the emotional one. We're Their emotions similar. were yeah, hijacking each other. And um, and I just remember Molly was super hard on herself. I mean, she wanted to be a good big sister. She wanted to take care of it and um, take care of them well and steward them well. And so one of my very favorite things that Molly has done is now families that are um, have been in our lives that have older siblings that that haven't embraced the role of being a big sister <laughs> yeah. or a big or brother. Or they're just too little. They don't understand what a cool opportunity it is. Yeah, they haven't got it. So Molly's yeah. been able to go in and speak into those kids' lives and tell them 
Well, you like, so tell parents what you tell these kids. And then parents, if you want to just, you know, listen to this part and then play this for the oldest sibling in your family, then maybe I think sometimes our kids learn from other people outside influences more than even from us. If they've got another voice that's saying what we're saying all the time. And so if you had a little, if you had a little kid sitting right here right now, Molly, what would you say? I mean, I think what I've told them in the past is I've kind of just asked them, you know, what, what do you love about your little siblings? Well, I like it when they, um, you know, they, they're so cute and I like it when they smile. And when my baby brother laughs, it's the cutest thing ever. Or, you know, some little kids are like, I like it when I get to play Barbies with my little sister, or I love it when I go outside with my little brother. And so, um, first just pulling out things that they love, you know, gratefulness. Yeah. Yeah. Just starting the conversation that way. Um, And then it kind of goes back to what me and Michael were talking about the other day, but just creating that it's part of the culture. Like it's not so much that it's not an option because that I think part of my pushback was that I felt like a lot of pressure in being their best friend. And I was like, I don't even know if I like this person yet. How am I supposed to be their best (laughs) friend? I can't commit. I can't commit. (laughs) Um, But just talking to them about the honor, so maybe not using the word responsibility, but honor that God gave them and picked them to be the oldest. And so, you know, just as God picked our family and gave us all places in time and history, he picked for your oldest firstborn, firstborn, who was obviously the oldest, um, to be that place in your family, to be born in that specific year and that distance from the next kid and that distance from the baby that you're going to have or that you already have. And God's not dumb, you know? And so just kind of having a conversation with them about what they think about that. And do they even understand that God chose them? Do they even understand that God picked them to be born at that time? Um, and when I kind of realized that it, it switched from responsibility to, wow, how cool of God to pick me first or how cool of God to place me first. Um, and then go into kind of what you mentioned of, Yes, you have great responsibility, but with great responsibility also comes great honor. What does it, how have your mom and dad shown you so far, you know, rewarded you when you were helpful or how did they show you that they love you by being the oldest? Or if, if that doesn't happen, you know, asking your kids, how can I, you know, bless you when you help me out. Oh, I would really love it if we got a Sonic milkshake. Okay. Then make that happen for them. That's good. My love language is access or not actually opposite, (laughs) not access service at all. How incredible would that have been? It's (laughs) it's encouraging words and gifts. And so when mom and dad brought home a Sonic root beer flow and set me apart from the rest of the siblings, I felt, okay, I can do this. This is worth it. I, I, they love me. They're hearing me. Um, and then I just think, this is not so much for the kids to hear, but for you parents, if you see that your kids are struggling and being best friends or that your oldest is just kind of not embracing. Yeah. 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 Which is fair. Then sit down and have a conversation, no matter how little they are, start introducing the words of honor and responsibility. And you're the oldest and you set the tone and you get to create the name. Like I just remember for a while before Madeline became the crazy cool, the person that she is, she was my little sister. Everywhere mm-hmm. she went, she was Molly's little sister, um, which is cool. I loved that. I loved, I when I saw her at school, I feel like that's my little sister. Um, so ownership. Yeah, ownership, creating, so. yeah, yeah. And just, just 
seeing them. And I think the first three or four kids that you guys had, you were overwhelmed and in oh, over your heads so. and drowning, <laughs> which is valid. Now so that we I have need a, you on our team. Three <laughs> adults against three kids. We can do this. Yeah. And now that I have a kid, I, th- I see, oh, that makes perfect sense. My mom was drowning. I am also, and I only have one child. Um, but just taking the time to maybe even more than you're going to have to for the other kids to just have conversations and hear them out and then love on them the way that they need to be loved. And if that's quality time, then you are really going to have to have quality time because the oldest kind of always gets pushed to, oh, they're not screaming, they're not crying, they're fine. Oh, that's good. Um, That's good. Or whatever, gifts or words of encouragement, you know, how they loved. I loved how you helped your little brother up when he fell. That was, mommy didn't even have to worry at all about that, you know, things like that. And I, this is kind of, I don't know. But mom, they used to pay me to babysit sometimes. And they used to, if they knew I said no to something else, they made my time worth it because they respected it. And that took leaps and bounds as well, that it's not just because you're the oldest that you have to do this. So lots of thoughts. I could talk about this forever. I'm very passionate about it. (laughs) We'll put you back on again on another (laughs) one for sure. Yeah. So thank you. That is all so good. I mean, we talked about responsibility. We talked about honor. We talked about ownership, ownership and valuing Mm -hmm. those siblings and then parents valuing that um, oldest child and then setting them apart. I love that. I mean, just and then helping them feel special in that role and that they've been handpicked by God for such a time as this. That was all such good stuff. Yeah. Thank you. And if you heard um, sniffing and snorting, it's because Sebastian <laughs> was here, here with us napping. He is mm-hmm. my oldest, so yeah. hopefully all this got into his little head. <laughs> <laughs> all right, families, go be crazy. CrazyCoolFamily.com.